Just to introduce myself again, my name's Chris, I'm one of the pastors here. It's really lovely to see you tonight. A special welcome to you if you're visiting or if you're here to celebrate with one of the eight who were baptised. We are here today to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. It is Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday today. And we are a community of people who celebrate that Jesus is alive. And this is the thing that changes everything about us. Before I get into kind of the body of what I want to say, I'd like us to watch a short film clip. Um, It's from The Empire Strikes Back. Are we all familiar with that film? Anyone here not familiar with that film? Okay, one or two. It's part of a thing called Star Wars. Um, You really need to watch it. It's important. Um, Is that that a bit rude? I apologize. But you really do need to watch it. Um, So we're going to watch this clip. And this is right at the start of the movie. Um, and uh, it lasts for just a couple of minutes, um, so, and I'm going to explain why I'm showing that clip in just a moment's time. Enjoy the movie. Echo 7. Ah, nobody. Do you read me? Loud and clear, kid. What's up? Well, I finished my circle. I don't pick up any life readings. There isn't enough life on this ice cube to fill a space cruiser. Sensors are placed. I'm going back. Right. I'll see you shortly. There's a meteorite that hit the ground near here. I want to check it out. It won't take long. <laughs> Steady. Hey! Steady, girl. Hey, what's the matter? You smell something? <laughs> <laughs> Why on earth I would show that clip? Well, let me tell you this. 30 years ago, just before um, the first Star Wars film was made, uh, which was A New Hope, uh, Luke, um, Luke Skywalker, uh, the, the actor playing Luke Skywalker, was Mark Hamill, who you saw on the screen there. Mark was unknown, relatively unknown. George Lucas cast him. And the first film was such a hit that he was invited back to you know, be part of the sequel. But unfortunately, Mark was um, already contracted to a TV show 
who, because of Mark's success in the uh, first Star Wars film, refused to release him from their contract. So he couldn't be in Empire Strikes Back. So actually, the scene you just saw there was written later, and here's why. Just before the TV show was about to begin and to begin filming, Mark Hamill was involved in a car crash, and in that car crash, he broke his nose and severely scarred the side of his face. Because of that, because of this disfigurement on his face, the TV show dropped, dropped him like a stone. They cancelled his contract and let him go. George Lucas rewrote the movie so that Mark Hamill could play Luke Skywalker with a scar on his face. George Lucas took what was a tragedy and could have been the end of someone's career and rewrote a movie, I think, to make it better. He wrote the scene with the Hoth monster, if you've seen in there, so that he could have a scar on his face for the rest of the movies that he was in. George Lucas took a disaster and made a better film. And you know, that's what God does with us. That's what God does with us. He takes us when we are disfigured by life. He takes us when, when our circumstances have done something to us. He takes us with all the baggage that we might carry from uh, past relationships or experiences. And he takes our mess and he creates a masterpiece. That's what God does. That's what the resurrection is about. God taking our mess and creating a masterpiece. I love this quote uh, about what God can do with our lives because he redeems us. He doesn't just repair. It's not just a fix or a bandage. He redeems and completely transforms us. Listen to this. God turns weakness into strength, ugliness into beauty, and weaves the scars of sin and pain into an even better story. That's what the resurrection is about. That's what God is doing in Christ in the lives of those we've baptised tonight, in the lives, hopefully, of each one of us. God is taking what we think to be rubbish, we're ashamed of, that might cost us our jobs, our careers, if you take the analogy, and he's taking that and creating a masterpiece. That's the hope we have because of the resurrection. Because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, through his broken body on a cross, we can be forgiven of all our past mistakes. Because of the resurrection from the dead, we can be set free from the past, know uh, his presence in the present, and have hope for the future. Today, Easter day, the resurrection day, is the day that changes everything. It is the day that redefines every other day of our lives. Because of the resurrection, Jesus really is who he says he is. He is authenticated as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the King of kings. God himself in human form. In him, Paul says, the fullness of God lived. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus Christ. The resurrection means that Jesus isn't just this good teacher or moral philosopher. It means that he really is who he says he is. It means that he is the way, the truth, and the life. It means that we become fully alive in him. It means that we find our true identity, who we were ever made to be, in him. We find purpose and meaning in him, because Jesus really is who he says he is, and that's confirmed by the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, death has been defeated. The final enemy has been conquered because Jesus said it is finished and proved it by rising again. Death no longer has the final word because of Jesus' resurrection. It is the confirmation that we need that the enemy has been defeated. Death has lost its sting. 
because Jesus has destroyed its power. So it means that whenever we see death or despair in the world, we know it doesn't have the final word. It's always hope because of the resurrection. It means when we see death and despair in our own lives, it doesn't have the final word because we're now people of hope. We're now people of endless new beginnings. We're now people of transformation. Why? Because the resurrection changes everything. The resurrection shows that God is absolutely, passionately, 100% committed to you and I, to the world in which we live, to the whole of humanity. This world matters to God. God is committed to redeeming and restoring this world. He wants to deal with injustice and pain and evil because it has no place in his kingdom. And it shows that everything we do for him lasts and is of value. Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, this wonderful chapter in the New Testament that's all about the resurrection. This one last verse, verse 58, says this. Therefore, my friends, stay strong and fully alert because nothing we ever do for the Lord is in vain. Because of the resurrection, every good thing we do matters. Every life we touch matters. Every good decision we make matters. Every time we try to redeem, to save, to restore, to forgive, to heal matters and counts and God sees it and he uses it. Why? Because of the resurrection. Today is the central day in history. Today is when God punched a hole in the darkness that keeps on growing. It's a day when we see the kingdom of God break into this world. We've seen story after story over the last few weeks here at St. Paul's of lives changed by Jesus. It's been wonderful to interview and hear the stories of the eight here uh, this evening. On Alpha this term, we've seen a lot of people from other faiths come to know Jesus Christ. We've seen people walk in for the first time and discover Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus is about changing lives. The resurrection is about change. Jesus came to redeem and save. I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a a lady called Marie. She um, is homeless and an alcoholic. And we had a chat in the Lido Park just up by West Ealing. And I'd bought her lunch and we were having a conversation. And and I just asked if I could pray for her, pray God's blessing on her that day. And she she said yes. And I, I sat and prayed with her. And at the end, I felt God just give me something to share with her. So I said to her, Marie, I think the Lord's saying that he's not forgotten you. That you're not abandoned to him. And there's hope for your future. And her eyes filled her with tears. And she said to me, Chris, today I've been thinking that God has forgotten me. God doesn't know who I am. But now, you've come. You've prayed for me. And you've said those things to me. Maybe there is hope. It's one small conversation. I pray, and I believe that from those small conversations, because of the resurrection, Jesus can change lives. I pray that that would happen for her. I pray that would happen for each one of us as we tell the stories of faith, as we uh, seek to share good news with others, because God is about changing lives. And we've celebrated with Amit, Lee, Morena, Julia, Derek, Kevin, Jane, and Danny about how Jesus has changed their lives, why they wanted to make a public stand uh, about that. We've heard stories of how they've come to a living faith in Jesus Christ and how they want to follow Jesus for the rest of their lives, with the whole of their lives. Baptism, as Mark said, is an Easter image. It's about death and resurrection, that we die to our old life. We leave behind the rubbish in the pool. It's symbolic that we we say at the bottom of the pool, we leave all our sin, our mistakes and our past, and we know that we rise to a new life, and we know that that's possible because of the resurrection. 
We know that it's possible that any human being can change because we meet with Jesus because of the resurrection. I wonder whether for some of us here tonight, we really wish we could leave some of our life at the bottom of the pool. We might not have been among the eight, but we really wish there was a second chance for us. We really wish that actually we could do just that, just take the part of our past that we're most ashamed. The mistakes that we've made, the the circumstances that have, have torn us apart, we want to leave them at the bottom of the pool. Maybe we ask the question, could God turn even my mess, even my mistake, into a masterpiece? I want to say the answer is absolutely and unequivocally yes. That's what God does because of the resurrection. God takes us and creates a masterpiece. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, God says we're God's workmanship. And that idea of being worked on, of being sculpted, of created, in fact the word actually means masterpiece. It means a grand painting, that we are something part of, we're part of something beautiful that God is doing. We're an important part. If you take us out, the masterpiece won't be what it could be. God wants each of us in that masterpiece. Jesus changes lives. An encounter with the risen Jesus changes everything. That's how we become masterpieces. That's how God transforms us. So what about for us? We talk about the resurrection today. We celebrate it. We sing and we dance. And we're so grateful to God for all he's done. But I don't know all of your stories. I don't know where all of you have come from. Maybe some of us have come at the end of our rope. We just feel like, what's next? Is there any way further forward? I don't know what to do. Maybe we really need some resurrection hope. Maybe that's what we're longing for. Just something. Jesus came to bring hope. The resurrection speaks of hope. That death and despair don't have the final word. Maybe we've come disappointed and sad. Maybe life has let us down. Maybe we've let ourselves down. Maybe others have disappointed us. Jesus comes to bring hope and a second chance. Nothing is impossible for God. Despair does not have the final word. Because of the resurrection, we can be changed. Because of the resurrection, we can be new people. Again, Paul says, um, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. What a wonderful promise for the future that we can take today. I know some of us have come tonight to celebrate with those eight who were baptised. We may not share their faith, but we may well admire their public commitment to Jesus. Maybe we would love something that they've got. Maybe we're intrigued by what they've shared. And I think what they've simply got is Jesus. Him and him alone. They've responded to that invitation that Jesus offers to each one of us today. Come and follow me and I will take what you've got and make a masterpiece. I'll take the scars of sin and pain and transform it into something beautiful. More than you could possibly imagine. That's what Jesus offers us tonight. Hope for the future. A possibility for change in the present and the redemption of our lives, whatever has happened in the past. For us, the resurrection means that Jesus has the last say on our lives. He can take that mess and build a masterpiece. And he wants us to know, each one of us here tonight, I think this may be important for some of us, that our failure is never final. There's always a second chance. And the kingdom of God that he invites us into, the biggest metaphor in the New Testament for the kingdom of God, apart from healing, which is exciting in itself, is that of a party, of a banquet, of a celebration. We're not inviting you to be religious. We're inviting you to become party people. Because that's what the resurrection says we should be. People who celebrate, and we celebrate that Jesus is alive.
God isn't like the producers of the TV show who will drop us because we don't look the part, because we're not going to be as big a hit as maybe they thought we were going to be. God picks us up and he rewrites the story that we might be part of it. And I think the invitation tonight is on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Day, who wants to be part of the story? Who wants to join the story? Who wants to uh, be part of what God is doing in this world, transforming it, redeeming it, bringing help and healing and hope? Because each one of us is invited. And all God's saying is, do you want to join in? Do you want me to take what what you bring and just you see what I can do? See what beauty I can bring from ashes. What I'd love to do now is just invite us to stand and we're going to pray. The resurrection of Jesus is the first word because the final word is that one day Jesus will return and everyone in Christ will be raised. We'll know eternal life, life that begins now and lasts forever. Eternal life is both wonderful in quality and in quantity. It's not just pie in the sky when we die. It's hope on earth now. It's life on earth now. I'm just going to ask all of us if we just close our eyes for a moment. And just as each of the eight have done, and at points in the recent future, in the the past, sorry, have given their lives to Christ, I want to give an opportunity for anyone here tonight on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday, to say yes to Jesus. I want to be part of your story. I want to be part of what you're doing. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a prayer. It's, a, a, if you like, a relationship with God. If following Jesus be, starts as it goes on with a relationship with conversation. It starts with prayer, and prayer is how it grows. So I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you want to make that prayer, if everyone just keeps their eyes shut for a, a while, if you want to pray that prayer with me afterwards, I'm just going to invite you to raise your hand. For you, for you that's saying yes to Jesus. Yes to him. Yes to what he's doing. So let me pray this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, on Easter day, the day we celebrate your resurrection, I want to come to you. I want to turn away from all the mistakes in my life, the things I've done wrong. People I've hurt. Things I haven't done that I should have done. I want to leave my old life behind. Jesus, thank you that you died on a cross for me, that I might be forgiven and go free, and then you rose again from the dead, that I might know hope for the future and eternal life forever. Jesus, please come into my life now by your Holy Spirit and live with me forever. Take me on the adventure and the party that's the kingdom of God and use me to change the world in some way. I give you the whole of my life for the whole of my life. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, friends, do keep our eyes closed. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you just raise a hand now? If you said yes to Jesus, raise a hand. Great, thank you. Thank you. You know, every time someone comes to the Lord, every time someone comes to him, there is a party in heaven that we could not possibly imagine. 
God celebrates every individual because we're part of his story. Maybe you've come tonight and you think, actually, I need some of that resurrection hope. That's the thing I'd long for. I want to be a party person, partying in the kingdom. But you know, it's just hard. Life is tough. Stuff's on top of me. We'd love to pray for God's resurrection hope in your life. And we're going to worship now.